Hey bitches, it's me again. I know y'all miss me. I miss you guys. How y'all doing? How am I doing, you ask? I'm on the motherfucking edge, okay? I'm holding it all together. This year has kicked me left and right. It's getting to the point where I've literally Googled how to stay happy when your life is falling the fuck apart. More of the story is I think I'll be single for the rest of my life. I've come to good terms with it. I don't think dating is for me. I don't think a lot of shit is for me in life. But you know what? I'm alive. I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. That's all that matters. Um, I got a new promotion, like I told y'all. And uh, yeah, um, every day I work, it feels like I'm going a million miles an hour. I can't catch up to my work at all. I come home and I'm still working. And then I had all this shit in regular life that fucks with me. So, you know, what's fucking new? Nothing is new but a motherfucking problem. Because every day there's something else goes wrong. Anyways, I'm not going to dwell too much. I do have good news, though. Ah! Cue the crowd noise. All right. So, there's only a few more episodes left. I will give y'all a hint. Episode 25 will be the last episode of this season of Sorry If I Offend You, the podcast. Um, just because it's the end of the season doesn't mean I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to record up to episode 25, and then I'm going to take a week off and basically revamp what season two is going to bring you. That'll be episode 26, and it'll be the week following after. Just to give y'all an update, this is episode 22, so you have four more episodes yeah, three or four more episodes left to this season before um, it is the season finale. And with the season finale, I've been so excited to announce this. I've been working on it for a little while now, but I will be releasing exclusive Sorry If I Offend You t-shirts. N- images are going to be coming to my Instagram very shortly. So keep it locked in the next few days. I'm going to be releasing um, imaging for the t-shirt that I'm going to be releasing for the season finale of Sorry If I Offend You. And I'm also going to have pre-order options um, available. And I'm going to announce that all on my Instagram page. So make sure that you um, pay attention to my Instagram page because that's where I'm going to put out all the details for the merchandise that I'm dropping for the end of this season. So now I've been playing with the idea basically to release different types of merchandise every season this season we're gonna do t-shirts next season i'm not too sure what i'm gonna do yet it really depends um but yeah you know fuck it if you support your girl buy buy a t-shirt and honestly the design is gonna be fire you're not gonna find another t-shirt like it so oh shit got hair in my mouth we're getting into the actual portion of the motherfucking podcast. 2020 has been the year of upsets. 2020 has been the year of, let's just say, a lot of spontaneous shit. And overall, 2020 has been, honestly, a pretty decent year for music. From the hidden releases, from the album drops, from the TikTok music, uh, there's been a variety of different things that 2020 has brought us musically. 
And I just basically want to get into the top music of this half of 2020 thus far. And it's a list of must listens I feel like you guys should have, especially if you're hip hop heads like me. So I'm just going to go with it, you know, whatever you should be listening to um, in albums that are definitely something good to hear. First, we're going to start off with um, a new release, Code Red. That's Moneybag and Black Youngster. I didn't know that they were going to be releasing a project together. I just, I thought that they were going to be on like, okay, so I thought, I thought that the project was going to be these two in a bunch of songs together, like Key Glock and Young Dolph released an album together. And almost every song was both of them featured together. Some of the songs were separate, but a lot of them were together. Well, now in this album, you're going to hear a lot from Moneybag Yo and a lot from Black Youngster, and not really too much of them together. You have a lot of different features like Yo Gotti's on it, um, 42 Doug's on it, and also Ari. She's um, only in the bo- in the last portion doing voicemails, but there's other features from other people, and definitely a track that I would listen to there would be from Black Youngster, truth be told. It is it is a little rough on the ears because we as you know, Black Youngster is a fucking clown, so it's hard to take him serious. But he actually tries to be serious on this track, and I think it's pretty interesting to hear what he has to say. Um, and his style of rap is it's just different. It's something I wouldn't have expected. Another must listen I would say for new rap album that drop will be NBA YoungBoy Top. It's honestly really good if you like his type of music um this first song drug addiction is my favorite he's a good listen honestly if you want to listen to like raunchy hip-hop something that would be like i would say when you're when you're riding in the car on a long cruise another good drop i've spoken about it um on the last podcast but big sean's detroit too i Love the album. I think that the best song on it is Everything That's Missing. I think that this is a listen for people who like meaning behind their music. A lot of the tracks on it was very meaningful. Another meaningful album, in my opinion, would be Nas's album King's Disease. It's a great song. Uh, it's a great album. Car 85 is definitely that like ride for hours and hours on a road trip type of song. It's a cruisable song. And then my top favorite would be Spicy. That's featuring Fivio. And it's honestly just a really good party song. Um, Pop Can released Fix Tape. That's like a reggae album. It's very, very good for like party music. Another reggae album that came out, Burna Boy dropped Twice as Tall. Those are both really good albums if you want to dance music, um, anything that'll make you feel good. I'd say like pool party vibes, all that good stuff. Lil Baby released My Turn Deluxe. That was a great one. 42 Doug dropped Young and Turnt Volume 2. Now, I don't like every song on it, but I definitely like Ben Turnt. Mr. Woody was a good song off that. T. Grizzly also dropped a really good album, The Smartest. That, I would say like, that would be definitely gym playlist. It's very motivational, um, very raunchy, very Detroit. A few singles that I thought really stuck out to me this year that dropped is Ruby Rose, He and His Feelings. Ladies, that's definitely a track that you flex with your girls. Ho Shit by Shoreline Mafia. Um, those are both like very good like party songs. 
Also, Always and Forever by Lil Baby and Mariah the Scientist. Cash Kids, See You. Blue Diamonds by Young Dolph. Ten Talk by NBA Youngboy. I think it's Bitch from Bitch from the South by Mulatto. Though that's a good song. What I will say is all of these artists have something to prove this year because really they have all this time to be in the studio. I think the last half of the year had way better hip hop releases than the beginning half of the year. But overall, 2020 was an amazing year for music. Yeah, I don't have any complaints as far as 2020 goes. When it comes to music, I think we heard a lot of good things. I think that the music video game has gotten crazy. You see a lot more people becoming creatives in the hip-hop game, in the rap game that you didn't see before. Before, people did very lazy music videos. It'd be a girl twerking in the background, and that'd be that. But the videos that have been released nowadays definitely are like storytelling. You're watching a baby movie. With that being said, music, especially in the hip-hop, R&B realm, has taken a whole nother turn. You don't only just see men on top, you see women on top. And with the year coming, I think there's a lot of females that are going to be making a heavy stance in the hip-hop community. I believe that in 2020, it's going to be the year of the female rap. When I say this, I'm telling you, there's going to be so many female rappers that are starting to get big just in this year alone that I believe are going to blow and drop amazing projects in 2021. And if I'm wrong, you fucking tell me if I'm wrong. But most of the time, I'm right. I think I'm right most of the time. So with that being said, top female artists I think that we should look out for in 2021 would be Mulatto, for sure. If y'all listen to the Double XL freshman um freestyle she did it was fly it twitter went crazy honestly the internet went real crazy she even threw a little line in there about fivio and fivio threw a little line about her i love when artists have chemistry when they do the double xl freshman freestyle i think that that shit is it makes for good conversation and good content and she's definitely someone who has it all she's beautiful she's creative and she can fucking rap. So I think Mulatto's going to make a big difference in 2021. I think Cash Doll is going to put a stamp on 2021. She's already pretty big now, but I think she's going to definitely soar. And people should definitely keep an eye out on Cash Doll. Ruby Rose. That track, He and His Feelings, is fire. She looks good. She sounds good. And she just has this whole swagger about her. Um, another rapper that I think is going to blow is Light Skin Keisha. This is a girl from Georgia. A lot of these girls are Southern rappers, but a lot of these girls are not only pretty, but they're talented. They're not just only rapping about pussy, but they're rapping about other things and their flows are unmatched from the years before. It's just different. You see a lot different. You see a stronger personality. You see women that really want to win. And while they're doing so, they're uplifting each other as well. So I think that's a great quality to have when all these artists get along with each other. That is definitely the recipe for success. Someone who's on the R&B side that I would say to look out for, I think she's fire. She reminds me of like a more hip-hop version of Janae Aiko. I would have to say Mariah the Scientist. I think Mariah the Scientist is going to have her breakout year in 2021. She dropped a song in 2020 with Lil Baby. 
That song is called Always and Forever. They even dropped a video to it. I think it helps an artist a lot when they're able to have features and videos with artists that are looked up to before them, especially in the rap game. It's all about notoriety when people really pay attention to you. 2021 is going to have a lot of female artists come out of it in the hip-hop and R&B game. Staying on R&B, I think Kali Uchis, 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 you know what? The fact that I can't even say her, Kali Uchis. I think that Kali Uchis is going to be very big to watch on the R&B charts. And then also... I also think Doja Cat, I know that's like more pop, but Doja Cat's going to have a, a blowout year this year. She's on every feature that she's had. She's been fire. I know that we try to cancel her mid year. She did some wild shit. But the fact that that didn't really ruin anything for her and people are still listening to music and she's still putting out good content and still staying relevant says a lot. And that means that she has a long career ahead of herself. When people try to cancel you, you cannot get canceled. That shit is different. Another rap female I'd say is Rico Nasty. And um, I think Kali G is a good one too. That's Benzino's daughter. She's actually very talented and super cool with like her style um, and also the way that she is on tracks. What's the girl named from Jacksonville? There's a girl from Jacksonville that's a rapper, and she's fire. Um, oh, I cannot think of her name. Tokyo Jets. That's her name, Tokyo Jets. Let me just put it this way. I think 2021 is going to be the year of female music all around, whether it be hip-hop, R&B, rap, pop, all that good shit. I think it's just going to be crazy for females. It's a great thing to be able to say that I think that females are going to be taking over the music industry all in all. So we'll see, honestly, what females have in store for the music world and everything coming with it. I 2020 better be a good fucking year. So when I say music, I mean songs that are really going to make you feel like, damn, play that shit back. I'm thinking that all of these artists have something in them, whether it be like their style, even if it's dance music or something you just feel good music, something you're going to get ready to. These females have the talent to create new sounds, the talent to create just likable music in general. I think that this is something that we haven't really seen in the music game for a while, at least in the hip hop realm. You don't see a lot of females shining in on the hip-hop realm. It's a lot harder to come by. Um, But I think that these artists definitely have something in store, and they're working hard. All you see is them winning shows and different doing different challenges and trying to stay relevant and just working hard, being a lot more than a pretty face and a feature. These women are definitely going to make a stance and they are speaking loud and clear. I'm just excited. I'm excited to hear all new shit. I'm excited to hear new features, new songs that I can play in the car to, new songs I can go on road trips to, get ready here at parties. I'm ready for something different. I really am. And I think that 2021 is going to be an amazing year Um, overall. You know, when you speak something... Out loud, you're speaking it into existence. So fingers crossed, because I need it. I need a good year to come. I think we all do. All right, so 
you know how I mentioned earlier, I think that my love life is shit. Okay, well, let, let, me, let me get deeper down into it. I think my love life is shit because I let Zodiac, fucking astrology, whatever you want to call it, control how I think another person moves. And then it makes me feel like if they don't move like that Zodiac, then something is wrong with them. But really, is it weird for me to think that Zodiac signs and uh, whatever the fuck your astrology says about you mean something when it comes to like, oh, we're going to work or we're not going to work? Is it weird? I feel like it's not. I feel like for the most part, I'm exactly what my Zodiac sign says that I'm going to. But then other times I'm like, okay, I'm nothing like this. Like my Zodiac sign says that I'm very nature. I'm very nurturing, lovable, um, sensitive, mean. And yeah, overall, a lot of those things. And you know what? That is me. But most of the time, I'm the mean part. I'm nice sometimes, I'm outgoing, but I could also be shy. I don't know if that's, it's kind of like a general statement that fits people because I know a lot of people that act like me that aren't cancers. And I know a lot of signs that I act like, and I'm not that sign. So does it really make sense? I really need to know. I need to know who the fuck is writing these Zodiac little fucking sayings, whatever you want to call it, because they know something that I don't know. It's confusing. This is, okay, just for example, this is the description of what your astrology zodiac sign says about you. Your zodiac sign or star sign reflects the position of the sun where you were born. Your zodiac sign or your star sign reflects the position of the sun when you were born. With its strong influence on your personality, character, and emotions, your sign is a powerful tool for understanding yourself and your relationships. And of course, your sign can show you the way to an incredible life. Okay, first of all, my zodiac, what do you what do you call it? My zodiac astrology for the day, quote, saying, message, passage, whatever the fuck, has never, never pointed me in the right direction. The shit says don't spend no money, but I got bills the next day. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I personally think that the zodiac sign astrology thing is kind of like a crutch. Like, oh my God, something to talk about. Because truthfully so, when has the zodiac sign companionship really, really, really ever worked? When? When you ask? Motherfucking sometimes, actually. Not gonna lie. Sometimes it, ma- sometimes it matters. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't think that we should be taking zodiacs so literal to where... We don't like somebody because they're a certain zodiac sign or we stay away from them because they're a certain zodiac sign. Because truthfully, zodiac signs don't mean shit. Life experiences mean things. It's very important. Damn, my voice was cracking. But it's very important to get to know people aside from what you assume about them. And when you do all these zodiac reading shit, let me tell you something. It's going to tell you a lot. People think I'm totally opposite from what I really am. Because they read my sign and they say, oh, you're a cancer. Oh, I thought you were going to be like this. I thought you were going to be like that. Well, you didn't think shit because you don't know me. And I'm talking, I'm preaching to the choir here, but I'm going to stop. Eventually, I'm going to stop even trusting the Zodiac sign thing. But let me just tell you something. It's entertaining. Sometimes it's fucking right. Sometimes it's not. But you know what? 
It's something to do. It's something to assume. It's something to act like you're educating yourself about a person without even having to know them. So you guys can keep using a zodiac sign, but beware. The shit might be wrong. I don't think that we should be holding any type of strength to zodiac signs at all. But but I'll tell you something. It's a coincidence like shit because my mom is a Scorpio and it says all Scorpios are hard-headed. I haven't met not one Scorpio that's not fucking hard-headed. I haven't met one Gemini that's not indecisive. I haven't met not one Taurus that's not, um, how you call it? Hmm, stern. Their way or the highway. I haven't met not one Aquarius that's not dramatic. There is a lot of things that I have met that are exactly what they're... There's a lot of people that I've met that are very similar to their zodiac signs. And then there's a lot of people who are absolutely nothing like their zodiac sign. And it blows the fuck out of me. Because I'm like, oh my God. Well, I read you were this. Well, you're not. So now, you know what? Assuming made an ass out of me. Okay? So like my fellow co-star in my other podcast, Deadass Though Jay once said... Every time you assume, you're trying to make an ass out of you and me. And you know what? I'm going to stop trying to make an ass out of either of us. (laughs) Besides love life, besides Zodiac signs, besides fucking music that's coming out, besides females being on the top of music right now, there is something that we need to motherfucking talk about. And you know what? I'm actually pretty good at it when I do have the time to sit down and fucking... When I do have the time to sit down and... I think this is something that I'd say I'm very, I'm well known for being. And as some of you are hearing this come out, you may know what's coming next. But I will tell you, I am top notch movie picker. Top notch. Top five, top five, top five. Top motherfucking notch movie picker. And I'm also a pretty good show picker. But, mm, you know, movies and shows say a lot about a person. Let me just tell you this. Spooky season is my favorite motherfucking holiday. I love October time. I love scary movies. If if you know me, you know I love horror films. But you know what? I'm not going to get y'all into horror films. When October actually rolls in, I'm going to put out an entire thread on my Instagram page and maybe even an episode of top horror films and why or top horror shows and why. But you have to wait for spooky season and season two of Sorry If I Offend You, the podcast, to catch that portion of it. But today, I just want to talk 2020 movie releases and shows from Netflix. This is what you should be motherfucking watching. And let me tell you why. And maybe something you shouldn't be watching. Because there was a movie that I'm going to get to last. But there's a girl that follows me on Instagram. And she sent it to me and told me I need to watch this movie and give a review on it. Just discuss it. When I tell y'all, shooketh. I was fucking shook when I actually seen this movie. But before we get into that, I want to just give y'all a quick list of shows that you need to watch. And I'll give you a little short reason why. It's all on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, um, these will basically be stuff that you can watch. Um, And I'm also going to list... Yeah. I personally love this series when it first released. It's about a church family... Basically, an estranged daughter from a church family comes back into town after a death in the family. And it kind of depicts the whole lifestyle of 
what you think a church family should be like, but what it's actually like on the inside. It tells a lot of crazy things that go on as far as like um, childhood trauma the girl had to go through, uh, lies told in a church family, just deceitful shit, just a lot of drama and a lot of shicey shit that goes down behind closed doors all coming in light. So if you like a good little juicy thriller, Greenleaf is going to be the series for you. Epi- um, season five just released on Netflix. So you can watch up to five seasons of that. Should keep you pretty busy for a while. Also, I think The Duchess is a really good one. It's a light comedy play on a, a single mom who wants to have another kid with her Debbie baby father's sperm. So instead of going to like a random sperm donor, she wants to just have her baby father give her sperm so that her daughter can have the same father as her next child. And yeah, it's kind of really funny because she's dating someone new. So it kind of plays on how she deals with dating someone new and trying to have a kid by her ex. It's really funny because her ex, it's it's a lot. You should definitely watch it. It's a light, it's a light um, series. And it's super funny. I just think it's cool. I also think that it's really cool that um, Netflix has the option to um, watch stuff that you might have missed before that is getting re-released on to Netflix. Um, And that would be like Anaconda, All Three Back to the Futures. If you have not caught that, you should watch it. Barbershop is a great family read. Um, Coneheads, that's funny as hell. Um, Red Dragon, that's a good one. Sex Drive is a good one. Sister, Sister, one through six seasons all on there. You can catch that. Girlfriends, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you might have missed before that they're giving you access to. And we don't really, we don't really always have access to old things. And the fact that they're bringing it on, who knows for how long. If, you, if you're at home and you're looking for something to watch, watch old shit if you haven't watched new shit. But I definitely think those are some good ones to watch. Magic Mike is on there. That's definitely a classic movie. And then Adrift, that's a great movie. It has Shorty from, um, she did like the Divergent series or whatever. She's the main character on it. She also was the main character in The Fault in Our Stars. She plays really well. That's a romance film about a couple that basically gets lost at sea and they have to survive, but she ends up being a badass. So that's a great movie. Um, Also, there are some movies to come that I think are pretty good that I, um, I wouldn't miss if I were you guys. There was a movie that I watched a couple years ago called My Babysitter's a Killer, some shit like that, but there's a second one. It's really good. Um, it's a comedy type of film. It's not like, oh my God, best movie I've ever seen. But if you're looking for something to get high and watch and laugh the whole fucking time, watch The Babysitter, the babysitter Killer Queen. That was a really funny movie. Um, it's very goofy. Definitely like a teen, um, definitely like a young adult type of film. Not something crazy dramatic. Also not something too too light it has a storyline in the back of it it's it's funny it's really good um uh it's also um the devil all the time that's a new film from netflix 
that's a good one. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Ratchet. I haven't watched. Is it Ratchet? Ratchet. I haven't watched Ratchet, but I heard that it was really good. So that's definitely a series that I'm going to check out on Netflix that just released. I think you guys should check it out, too, just to see what the fuck the talk is about. Because I don't really know what it's about, nor do I know if it's going to be good. But some releases that are coming, I think, are really cool. Um, there's a, There is a movie called Enola Holmes. It's a play or a spin on the Sherlock Holmes type of vibe. It's supposed to be his little sister contacting. He's... Sherlock Holmes actually plays a part in it with their other brother. I'm not sure what his name is, but it's like a murder mystery type of vibe. And their mom went missing. So that's releasing in a couple of days on the 23rd. There's another one called A Perfect Crime. That's a documentary series. That seems like that's going to be not documentary series, but it's a Netflix documentary. I think that that's going to be a great release. And then A Good Place. I like or The Good Place. I like The Good Place. The Good Place is releasing season four coming on the 26th, but the last few seasons were really good. It's basically about people that die and go to limbo, and they think that they died and went to heaven because that's what they're told, but then they find out it's not really heaven. It's kind of like hell on earth type of thing. Um, So I I thought that that was really good because it's supposed to be everything is perfect and good, but really it drives people crazy. So... It's a really good play on what we think we're supposed to be like in order to get into heaven. And it, it's really funny how how it switches. Before we get into the film that really shook me, another Netflix release that I actually was put on by my homegirl is called The Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma is basically about how social media increased suicide rates and how people pay attention to what people say and take it to heart online. I think that's a great message to show and also great for people to watch because you really see how little you notice how much something can affect someone. And it is it was Suicide Awareness Month recently and I think that it's important for us to filter some of the shit that we say to other people. Now, when I talk about myself or I talk about my opinion on certain things, I definitely speak my mind. But am I going to down and bash someone? No, because you never know what somebody goes home to or what somebody believes off of what they're told. And yeah, some of us are supposed to have thick skin. I have very thick skin. I've learned to make fun of myself at a very young age because what I, what you'll say about me will never hurt more than what I'll say about me. I'm going to tell myself the truth each and every time. But anyway, The Social Dilemma is a great documentary to watch. I think it has a powerful meaning. And I think we should all we should all expose ourselves to being uncomfortable watching something. And it's something that kind of makes me uncomfortable. So yeah, anything that makes you uncomfortable grants conversation. And it's a conversation that needed to be had. It's something that should be enlightened overall watch the shit, make an opinion for yourself, figure it out. But if you're fucking bored, it's something to do. And it's a conversation that you can have. Because when you turn around and it's somebody that you love going through something like that, it matters. So you should always be paying attention. Speaking of shit you should be paying attention to and not paying attention to, this fucking movie. I told you guys before that there was a movie that someone reached out to me on Instagram and wanted me to review So I personally watched this film and it took me back because like in the last episode, 
I spoke to you guys about the effects of somewhat sexualizing children or putting our children in harm's way and why it's important not to do that. And when I tell you this film did everything I would say not to do with little girls, it did. It was very disturbing to watch. Um, I don't understand why it was even allowed. I think that movies like this should be banned from being played. I know that there might have been a more solidified reason for the director to have written a film like this. Maybe there was a secret message that I just wasn't getting. But the movie that I'm talking about is... Wait for it. Dun, dun, dun. Cuties. And it's anything but fucking cute. The... All right, so the synopsis for it, I couldn't believe that someone could even film this. Basically, it's a movie about a little girl. She's about 11 or 12 years old, and she's in a Muslim family. Her father's away. Her mom's taking care of her and her little brother. And they grow up in, like, praising Allah, very, very Muslim, very religious. Don't do much other than that. She does not expose the rest of the world. She has to grow up and take care of her baby. I think it's a baby um, boy. And her her two little siblings. She takes care of her baby and she takes care of her brother. Her brother's probably like five and the baby is like six months old, maybe. I don't know, way too young for an 11-year-old girl to be the mother of. But, you know, to each his own, this really does happen where parents leave their young children, especially in that religion, to take care of... They're, they're raised to be women before their time. Let me just put it that way. They're raised to be women by the age of having, as soon as they have their period, they're married off into arranged marriages and so on and so forth. So the the movie is about this little girl in her life going through that. But then she sees another little girl and the, or a group of little girls in school who are wearing like crop tops and dancing sexually and being free. And she decides she wants to be more like them because she lives a life that she's kind of like entrapped in. So she starts to befriend these little girls. She wants to be like them. She wears her little, she she just goes above and beyond to be a fast little girl. And for you, those of you who don't know what fast is, fast means grown. She is trying to age, she's trying to grow up before her age. The... Film director made it a point to sexualize these little girls. It's a group of like four or five little girls. And they are trying to be grown like we know a lot of little girls do. But I haven't seen it in a film like this ever in my life. They have clips where they zoom in on the girls' butts. And they're zooming in on like their outfits with the crop top and their little stomachs. And like just dance moves that are out of the ordinary for a child of their age to be doing. These little girls are, like, trying to film boys doing sexual things. Um, It's very inappropriate, and I don't feel like it is a film that we needed to see. I also don't think it's okay because we're sexualizing these little tiny girls for men of all types to watch. Perverts, pedophiles, we're giving them easy access to this 
aka child pornography. The whole time I was watching it, I felt like it was somewhat child pornography. It just by the language, um, it's also all in like French. I don't know if it was French or not, but I was reading the whole fucking time. And when I tell you, if I have to read besides anime, if I have to read, I'm probably not going to watch it. The only reason why I watched it because it was a heavy suggestion. And when, on it, I didn't finish it. I didn't get to finish it. It was too much reading. Sis felt like she was a scholar by the end of it. But it was just inappropriate. I don't think at a time like this where nothing but sexual predators have been exposed, we should be making any films focusing in on any parts of little girls or any type of sexualizing someone under the age of 16. And I say 16 because I know a little before you might get some titties, but like 16, 17 is when you really start being grown and being able to like be out there. But these little girls were barely in middle school. And I just couldn't believe that this film was allowed to even be released. I can't believe that it was allowed in the U.S. and it's being shown everywhere and so easily accessible with everything that's going on in life. And in 2020 is already fucking horrible. We don't need another film encouraging sexual predacy. I made that fucking word up, but we don't need no film to encourage anybody to be nasty. We don't need no fucking films to justify little girls being grown. And we don't need nothing that makes us look at little girls like they're older than what they are. Also, I, I personally... I don't think that's what the filmmaker was going for. I think they might have been going for it. Like, I believe it was a woman who actually created it at that. But um, I don't think that the filmmaker was going for pissing off her audience. I think she was going for... I think that they were going for notifying the audience that this type of lifestyle happens. Like the Muslim lifestyle. You see the little girl watching her mother being heartbroken but having to hide her feelings because her religion wouldn't allow her to speak her truth and um she had to do whatever is right so the little girl doesn't want to live that life she wants to be someone else and with that being said she found a new group of friends that live free and live the life that they want to and have dreams um of being something else besides just a wife so it's it could be like a friendship film, a find yourself type of film, life beyond your family. But all I was distracted by was just the inappropriateness of it. It's very controversial. I don't know any parent who could watch this film and think, hey, that was a good one. Let me recommend. So, yeah, I just had to talk about it. I can't believe they made this shit. And I think same thing, like I said last episode we need to protect our children stop casting kids in in movies like this stop creating movies like this stop normalizing sexuality in 11 year olds it makes no fucking sense at all but anyways keep it locked for the merchandise that will be coming soon for the end of the season finale and keep it locked for next episode if there's anything you want me to talk about i'm only a dm away holla